Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostest, Angel Wallace Smiles. And oh my gosh, I am joined by an incredible human being, which is really bizarre because we literally don't live very far away. But that is Phoebe Parsons. Hello, Phoebe. How are you? Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. It's literally the biggest honor. I'm so excited. You know, for those listening in the podcasting world, you send your cold DMs or your cold emails and you just cross your fingers and pray to the podcast gods that they'll have a look and you responded. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing. Oh my gosh, always. You got to shoot your shit. Honestly, some of the people I email, I'm like, you do not have the audacity to be emailing these people. But like, Nine times out of 10, people write back and they say, yes, it's just the way we do it. Literally, that is, we're starting off the podcast by saying, girl, if you're listening to this, just shoot your shot for whatever it is, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Phoebe, for those who don't know you, you are the host of the Fittish podcast and you rebranded. Hey, what was your podcast called before? I did. It was priorly called Confessions of a 20-something train wreck. Then I turned 30 and changed it to Confessions of a train wreck. And then I kind of grew out of that era of my life and now it is fit-ish. Yeah, I love that so much. I remember looking at it a, a while ago and then I saw it again recently and I was like, oh, wait, 
okay, same person, different name. I'm obsessed with this still. Yeah. And then you're also a Pilates and bar instructor at Total Fusion Platinum up in Brisbane. Is that right? Yeah, right. Yep. So I'm doing about oh, anywhere between eight and 12 classes a week I'll teach there usually. Isn't it the most beautiful gym in the entire world? It's insane. Have you been? I have not been. I have stalked and done the virtual mm. tour and looked at every photo under the sun and it is yep. stunning. It is stunning. It's beautiful. I'm very lucky to work there. <laughs> yes. Well, they're lucky to have you. Let's be honest now. <laughs> now, I really am ready to deep dive into this episode. And what I want to really understand is for those listening that just because you're a gym girl doesn't mean that that has to be your only identity, right? Like just because you're fit doesn't mean you're period fit. Like that's it. That's your whole yeah. identity. That's your whole life. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. And that's what I really want to get into understanding. Like what is the difference between being fit and being fit-ish? Can you maybe give us a rundown of like what that looks like for you? A hundred percent. So this is actually the first question I ask any guests that I have when they come onto my podcast is what makes you fit-ish? Because I'm so fascinated because it's something that looks so different to so many people. And I feel like The concept of being fit is obviously amazing and being fit is good for your cardiovascular health. It's good for your mental health, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it can pull a lot of people into the idea of perfection and that being fit is kind of, I think we all go through periods in our lives, whether it be you're on like an eight week challenge or you're doing something where you're going to be probably a little bit more fit than the ish, depending on what kind of goals you have. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think that for someone to maintain longevity with like a fit and healthy lifestyle, you need to balance the fit with the ish. And I feel like I always think back to you don't get what you do occasionally you get what you do consistently. And I think that something that I get asked all the time is how are you so consistent with your health and fitness? And I'm like, well, because I've finally reached a point in my life where I do have some balance to that. And it's not all about counting calories and tracking how, like what I'm burning in a workout and how long I can do this for. It's about, yeah, I go to the gym because it feels good, but then I'm going to, you know, come home on the weekend and have some chippies and some Aperol spritzes because that also feels good. Yes. I love that so much. And it's almost a part, it's gotten to a point on social media. This is just what I think anyway, where you almost feel wrong for having a bit of alcohol on the weekend and watching Netflix as if it's, you know, the, the absolute devil. It's the worst thing you'll do for your health. And you think to yourself, oh gosh, am I, am I doing something wrong? Have you ever experienced that feeling? Yes. You know why? Because I think this, I think it's TikTok and I have been sucked into this as well. I think that the sober curious trend is something that's like really trending on TikTok, which is totally fine. I have a lot of people in my life, my mom included, who is 100% sober and has been for a very, very long time. I have absolutely nothing against sobriety and I can go through two to three month periods where I won't drink any alcohol myself. But for some reason, I feel like alcohol has recently become really demonized. And I think that the sober curious thing, it did get me for a while when it first started because I hate being hungover. I hate, like, there's a lot of negative stuff, obviously, that comes from alcohol, but then it kind of got to the point where we were taking it too far and everyone was obsessed with living these, like, ultra clean lifestyles that, again, in my opinion, aren't sustainable because in the same way, if you restrict yourself from eating chocolate when you want to have chocolate, you're going to restrict, 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 and then you're going to have a massive binge. And I think the same thing really applies to alcohol. You can cut it out and cut it out and cut it out, 
But if it's something that you actively enjoy and you can have in moderation, the second you let yourself have it, you're going to go and get white gold wasted. You're going to be sick. You're going to be, you know, sick for days. And then you're going to not want to have it again for ages. So it's kind of that same thing where I do agree. And I have definitely been sucked into those points before when my mental health probably hasn't been in like the best point where I'm like, oh, I'm a bit scared of alcohol, probably because of that reason. Mm. But it's kind of like if you enjoy something, give yourself the permission to have it in moderation, obviously. But I feel like, yeah, nothing's going to come between me and my like weekend at Rolls Let's just get that clear. Yes. Oh my gosh. I wanted to ask you about that. I know that you're a bit of a at home cocktail making gal. <laughs> Can you tell us other than your Aperol's, is there any other recipes you're loving at the moment? Okay. I have gone, and this is really hard for me because I do have a margarita tattooed on my arm. I have gone a little bit off margaritas lately. I don't know why, just because I feel like they're a little bit heavier. I'm kind of liking the fresh fruity things. I do love my Aperol spritzes, but around especially Christmas, I was experimenting with them and adding like some cranberry juice and things like that to make them like a little bit different. I actually am in the next couple of days going to whip together a little Galentine's Day pink gin cocktail. (gasps) What I'm loving in the moment, um, sorry, at the moment with cocktails is colour and like decoration. So I'm like, I'm in this period of my life where I just want everything I do to be like really extra and colorful. And that includes what I'm eating and what I'm drinking. That is so random that you say that because I have this idea that, especially on the Gold Coast, you often see the whole neutral basics. You go to the gym, you wear your like brown or gray or whatever set. And it's so interesting because right now, guys, Phoebe and I are literally wearing a hot pink. Like, <laughs> and it's eight o'clock in the morning. Let me just tell you. Like what, I don't know what type of things we're taking at the moment, but we are buzzing and it's eight o'clock in the morning on the Thursday. And it's really interesting because yeah, there, there is this idea that you have to keep things neutral. You have to keep things, you know, mellow and I don't know, I don't know, a bit basic. And I'm not here to shame anyone who loves their neutral colors, but I don't know. I find that a bit boring. I want to be out here. I want to be loud. hundred percent. I'm not a neutral girl and I've tried it so hard, but I've, I've really come to terms with the fact that I'm not an aesthetic girly as much as I have wanted to be in the past. I'm not an aesthetic girly. And you know what? That is totally fine. I'm just here committed to living my life in color. And that includes my manicures. I'm all about the red, the red nails these days and just, yeah, life's too short to be beige. Yeah. I love that so much. Unless you like beige, there's nothing wrong with beige if that's your thing. Yes, but equally then don't force yourself to be beige if you're not actually a beige girl. Yes, 100%. That's, that's 100%. literally it. That It was so interesting. I posted a reel the other day, I guess calling out people who were hopping on the running diary trend because they felt <laughs> like they had to hop on the running diary trend. And yes. I said, if you want to, pop off. But if you're doing it for the algorithm, stop. Just for the love of God, stop. 100%. I actually had this literal conversation with Steph Claire Smith when I recorded a podcast with her last week and we were talking about because obviously her best friend is a runner and she runs marathons and that's very much her thing and Steph was saying that she has at times felt pressure to become the runner because of like who her best friend is and I am totally the same I hate running I despise running and the only time in my life I've ever run was in the first COVID lockdown when we were locked out of the gyms and I was like you know what I'm gonna give this a go because I've got nothing else to do. And I did it for four months, trained myself very slowly to be able to run 10Ks, which in my opinion was like one of the best things I'd ever achieved in my life. Um, And then I was like, I've hated every minute of this four months, so I'm not going to be doing this again. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to cancel that for now. Literally. (laughs) 
And something else that really pops into my mind when I, you know, think of the different trends that I've seen you do and, and things that have gone around, something that springs to mind is the Maccas trend. I know you did like a, a video that went quite viral, was quite popular. It's so interesting. I had Maccas literally last night, enjoyed my burger and fries. But were you ever nervous to, I guess, post about McDonald's and you eating McDonald's when you are quote unquote a wellness gal or a health gal or a fittish gal? Yes. More so for the fact, and this is probably getting a bit vulnerable here, but that's why we're here. We're we're not into surface level conversations around here. Um, Yes, but I find it a really important part of my journey and into normalizing those things because for some reason, when I post content of myself eating things that aren't quote unquote like nutritious, healthy options, people have this misconception that I'm not actually eating them. And I don't know where it's come from, but I get, you know, a few messages from people sometimes being like, you didn't eat that. You just threw that in the bin. And I'm like, well, no, I did eat it. So I'm posting about it. And I just, I would have, I just want people to, because I understand what it's like to be in that mindset where it's an all or nothing mindset. And there was a point in my life where I would not have even entertained the idea of walking into a McDonald's to buy Diet Coke. Like, and I would never want to get back to that point again. And I think it's so important for people who don't understand that doesn't make you not fit because you have a McFlurry or because you have a Big Mac and some fries. And it's part of so many people's diets, whether your thing is Macca's or grilled or Guzman, we only get one shot of life and it's absolutely no point in living it if you're not enjoying it. And there's a quote that's going around social media at the moment. And I'm, I'm fairly sure, um, sorry, fairly sure you would have seen it, but it's like, when you're on your deathbed, no one's going to look back and be like, she had the best abs. Like, I'm so glad, like, I'm so glad that I didn't eat carbohydrates for six months. So I could have a six pack. No, that's not the shit you care about when your life is literally about to be over. And I just, we don't think about that in the moment, but wouldn't you want to look back and be like, fuck yeah, I lived a life. I ate ice cream when I wanted to, to a point. I think there's, you know, sometimes that conversation can go the other way where people are like, fuck the salads, fuck the fruit. No, we're, no, we're not fucking anything. We're doing everything in moderation and just reaching a healthy point where we can free our mind to enjoy life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it is that almost guilt and shame. And I guess it comes back even to the sober curious conversation where it is just a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of bit, (laughs) a lot demonized on socials. And there is that part of you where you feel wrong. And I've gone through that even in my social media, you think, oh gosh, can I be a personal trainer? Can I be a coach? Can I be someone who speaks about health when I'm posting that I'm having a Macca's? Is that me being a hypocrite? And I guess being vulnerable, you realize, well, no, hopefully that's you giving permission to other women who are in your situation or have gone through similar situations of you and who are struggling with their relationship with food. So no, I, I love that you say that yeah. so much. And I, I know, just, oh yeah. Sorry, you go, you go. No, 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 please, you go. I think we just forget sometimes that there are people on social media who don't, and I think because I've always worked in like a kind of marketing space, I've always understood that what you see is not necessarily the truth, but not everyone is aware of that for whatever reason it may be. And I think that there is so much damage that can come from particularly what I eat in a day videos. There was a point in my life where that's all I would watch. I was obsessed with looking at people's day on a plate and I would take that as their Bible. I would think that like, oh my God, okay, they're having a matcha for breakfast. They're having, you know, a bliss ball for lunch and whatever. And I was like, that is so 
toxic and detrimental to the people who are consuming this content with the lack of information. And the reason they're consuming it is because they don't have that knowledge or that kind of education behind it. And you don't realize that that's a facade. There's absolutely no way that's all that person's eating in a day. And it's, I think it's extremely irresponsible of Mm -hmm. someone who has a profile to be posting content like that. So I would never want someone to think that, yes, I do eat very clean, but I also eat treats every single day. Yeah, and I want people to know that. Yes, hundred thousand times. Yes, I am a sweet chocolate gal. I will have chocolate every. Those big caramellos are literally yeah. my life. Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm actually obsessed. Yeah, and too. it's interesting you say that because I've had a few listeners message me, and you know I get to know them, and you know we'll chat about whether they're interested in coaching or whatever. You go, you know, you go down different paths, and they'll come back to me and be like, "Oh, I'm actually 14," or "Oh, I'm actually 15." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Oh, oh okay. My gosh. Yeah, and so obviously I'll put the brakes on and be like, "Okay, do I have parents' consent? Like, do I even speak to you?" Um, and you realize there are re- some really young women, and you know, you might you listening might right now you might be 14 15 16 and i really hope you take these words so deeply into consideration that when you see those influencers online posting that they're eating fucking grass for breakfast or whatever mm-hmm. like that's not living that's really no. not living and a trend i also saw recently was the leggings legs trend did you see that i haven't dived deep enough into it i don't really understand it i saw it fleetingly and I haven't deep dived do I want to honestly no so to give context it's basically thigh gap early 2000 or mid 2010s coming back that's really what it is it's basically women going online saying that in order to wear leggings you need to have a thigh gap which right now I'm I'm saying is absolutely not true and it's just so fucking wrong on so many levels and the whole idea of a thigh gap is just genetics and undereating, and it's not health. Mm-mm. And it's so sad that it's come to that again because that was very much when I was growing up. I, I mean, I am thirty-four, so I'm probably a bit older than you. Um, <laughs> but it was very much like when I was in my probably late teens to early twenties. It was all like it was the heroin chic, and it was the supermodels, and it was Nicole Richie when she was at her pin thinnest, and it was Hilary Duff when she was super, super thin, and that's what we were conditioned to seeing. And I'm so grateful that health and fitness has come into as pl- like playing such a big part in society at the moment, where people have veered away from like the skinny and they're moving to the strong, because mm-hmm. I don't think people also realize that if you want the muscle definition of a strong body you got to eat, honey. You got to eat. You got to fuel your body. You got to, you know, you've got to be eating in a surplus. Like don't starve yourself. And I think that it's so sad to see that there has been so much positive change in that 15 year period. And then to see us all of a sudden in the blink of an eye, one person posts something on TikTok that's gone viral. And now all of a sudden we're here talking about thigh gaps again. Like no, let's not go backwards. Let's go forwards. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that that's what your experience was as a teenager, because I am a little bit younger than you. And I actually had pretty much the exact same experience when I was in my teenage years. And I'm watching my little sister who's 11 now. And I'm just hoping, you know, will she go through that whole cycle? You know, I remember being in my bedroom at 15, trying to do a Pilates workout on YouTube, hiding it from my parents going, oh, how do I get a thigh gap? How do I get a flat waist in or a flat stomach in 14 days? Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's continuing. And we we need to we as you know professionals in this industry need to put our foot down and and really say 
enough's enough. A hundred percent. It's focusing on the intention, I think, rather than the aesthetic and trying to teach people when they're as young as possible to do it for a purpose or to do it with intention that is completely separate to an aesthetic. Mm, Yeah. I'd love your opinion about that because I was thinking with the fittish concept or with the fittish theory (laughs) mission, I don't really know the right terminology, (laughs) can you, can you have goals when you're quote unquote fittish and, and should they be, or can they be, you know, aesthetic goals? Can they be performance goals? And should they just be a mix of all? 100% a mix of anything and that's again what I'm I do get worried sometimes that because I do preach balance and to be fit-ish that people would think I'm being hypocritical or that I would you know judge you for having goals when that's absolutely not the case at all and I think goals are very healthy they're very good for motivation and they're going to ebb and flow in your life I'm personally at a point now where I've definitely had aesthetic goals in the Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Pass, but for me and the work that I have done, in myself and on my own journey, I'm at the point now where aesthetic goals to me don't mean anything. So I'll not make an aesthetic goal ever again. That's not to say that you shouldn't make an aesthetic goal. And that's also not to say you shouldn't have a fat loss goal because it's not a bad thing to want to lose body fat. You know, it's, it just is bad when you don't have body fat to lose and you're obsessed with wanting to lose body fat. And I think that's where sometimes the, the lines or the messages can get a bit fuzzy in that, yes, it's definitely good to have goals. I don't currently have a goal and it's almost getting to me a bit, but I think my goal at the moment is just to continue enjoying my workouts as much as I am. And that's, I think, because I've finally created this really good split where I'm not feeling bored. I'm not feeling like it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's almost like just how sticking with a good routine, I think for me, but definitely goals are a good thing. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing when, when there's, you know, human beings like us in this industry promoting, you know, being fit ish and balanced, we're not glorifying, you know, fucking high cholesterol or obesity or, you know, any, anything like that. We're not glorifying that in the absolute slightest, but that's when that all or nothing perspective really comes in. Mm -hmm. And I do want to go down that results I guess, path. This is a good little segue, but I saw you post on socials the other day. You said something really funny. You were like, good morning, everyone except the people who think that you can't get results from low impact sculpting with light dumbbells. I was like, oh my God, I feel called out right now because I used to be that person. I used to be the person. Yeah. Who really, I truly believe that. I was like, no, you have to let, and don't get me wrong. I love the gym with my whole heart, but I used to think you could only get results with heavy weights and grinding and just painful torture in the gym. So, Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that wrong? Can you 
give us the the truth? Yeah, I think it all just comes back to your goals. And I think that the only reason I said that personally is because I found the way the way that I teach my classes is so all of my classes that I teach are fusion sculpt classes. So they're all kind of hybrids of um they're all hybrids, I, I guess, of Pilates with bar intertwined. And I'll do like an abs, buns and bar, which focuses on those three areas or a hot Pilates sculpt or something where it's like, it's all very fusion based, but we don't work with heavy, heavy weights. And I think that because again, of some of the trends that we're seeing on social media, um, obviously I know as a fitness professional that lifting heavy weights is extremely beneficial to your body composition, for your bone density. There is just so, so much like power in lifting weights. And I do lift heavy weights twice a week, but I also three or four times a week will lift three kilo dumbbells. And I feel like that's enough. So what I meant with that post was, I don't think we should like poo poo one way of training or the other. If you have, if you have really big strength-based goals, then yeah, probably a sculpting class with light dumbbells might not be for you. But if you are wanting to do something a little bit more low impact, then yeah, a sculpting class will be great for you. Or if you're looking to, you know, add a little bit of like, like tougher, I suppose, Pilates into your regime, then a sculpting class will be great. And it just comes back to what your specific goals are. And I think that everyone just needs to be open-minded and not judging the way anybody else chooses to move their body because they're literally is no right or wrong way unless you have a specific goal then there is going to be a right or wrong way to achieve that goal mm. and something I find really interesting about Pilates and bar and even reformer is it can come across as terrifying to be honest on social media it can look very very scary and I'll give context because I went to a, a influencer-esque event recently and it was to do with this type of Pilates etc and you had to wear neutral and it was very you know <gasps> I know the event I was supposed to go. (laughs) Yeah. And I felt so out of my element because one, I don't wear neutral, as we said before, I want to wear hot pink. And it it almost was that whole aesthetic of you had to be perfect in order to be there and you had to, Mm. you know, be wearing a specific thing and acting in a specific way in order to do Pilates. Is that true? And what's the, the stereotype around Pilates that you want to break? Absolutely not. And I think that's, Pilates for me changed everything but the biggest thing it changed for me was my mindset which is why I'm now super passionate about making Pilates accessible to any as many people as I can which is why I started to share these kind of shorter um, clips and things like that on social because I think that people also Pilates is something that can be so overcomplicated and you can tell by looking at a video of Pilates or by looking at a Pilates class when that is coming from a place of ego or when it's coming from a place of good intent mm-hmm. I suppose there's a I love this. I think tell me more yeah <laughs> I think there's a bit of a difference and I think something that a, an issue with Pilates can be a lot of the beautiful perfect looking Pilates girls who were like the six foot really slim girls wearing the the beautiful matching neutral active wear, they're bending their legs back on reformers. They make it look really complicated. And yeah, what they're doing is really complicated, but there's a very high chance that they're from ballet backgrounds or they've been practicing Pilates for, you know, 10 years. And 
that kind of style is more coming from a choreography. They're doing it for social media. That's not the way that they're doing their Pilates practice, you know, three times a week. And you have to remember that people always have an objective when they post a piece of content. And that's not the way they're going to be training, you know, every single time they practice their Pilates. So I suppose when I show Pilates, I want to show how accessible it can be, whether you want to do it from home, because I know that there is still a lot of that gym intimidation thing, particularly with practices like bar and Pilates, because people think that if you don't come from a dancer background or you're not super, there's this weird thing about Pilates that people are like, I'm not flexible. I'm like, you don't give a fuck. Like it's nothing to do with flexibility. When did I ask? Yeah. I don't care if you're not flexible. I'm not flexible anymore either, but I'm still out here um, doing my thing. But yeah, I think that Pilates is such a beautiful way to, I guess more than anything, like I said before, it really changed my mindset and it has completely changed my body, but I'm not sure if that's because of the change in my mindset at the same time, but everything in my life got better without sounding so dramatic, like Pilates is my religion, but it kind of is because I finally gave myself the grace and the permission to start doing low impact workouts because I was like you, I used to look at them and be like, if I'm not sweating and my heart rate's not in the red zone on my my zone, then it's a waste of time. It's not. It is not at all. And I can tell you for a fact, the small isometric movements that you do in bar and Pilates classes will absolutely burn and sculpt your like legs and your glutes and everything like nothing has before. And I just, yeah, I just want people to also not think that Pilates is something they have to do on like an active rest day or something, you know, like I hate when I hear people say like, oh, but I've only done Pilates today. What do you mean you've only done Pilates today? That's more than enough. Like what what are you, why are you saying it like that? You've done Pilates today. Fucking get it, queen. Yeah. That's like when, cause I'm, I come from, I'm a pharmacy gal. So I have a bachelor of pharmacy and it's interesting when people start talking about things like the menstrual cycle and the pill, et cetera. And this whole cycle thinking fucking trend is going to make me just, you know, keel over and <laughs> die. But basically what the point I'm saying is when I see people say, Oh, I only do Pilates in my luteal phase, or whatever. I'm like, it's not like it's an easy workout. Like we're not no. out here just saying that Pilates is this easy ass thing. I'm like, I'll be doing it in my follicular, in my ov- yeah. ovulation. <laughs> like <laughs> it's killing me all the time. Literally. literally. I, I mean, if there's any time I'm not doing it, it's probably in my ovulation and in my actual like menstrual phase, because that's when I've got the most pain in my belly. Why would I do that to myself? Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, that concept to me, I understand the concept, but I don't think that it should be framed like that. Again, I don't think you should put labels or time restrictions or restraints on anything. And just, I'm really sick of people overcomplicating health and wellness because it doesn't have to be complicated. Get your sleep, move your body a few times a week, eat your fruit and veggies, have your treats and you're good to fucking go. Yeah, literally. And it's almost as if, you know, every single woman on the earth or freaking 3.5 billion of us have the exact same menstrual cycle and the exact same times. And I'm like, we're not robots, guys. Like, we're out here just living our life. As long as I can stick to the basics, I'll listen to my body and figure it out on the way. 100%. Like, don't worry about trying to biohack and do all the extras, like the add-ons that you might see on social media. Like, yeah, infrared saunas are amazing for your health, but you don't need to be doing them. And so I, I'm just, I don't want people to overcomplicate it because it doesn't have to be complicated. 
but because of what we're seeing and what we've been conditioned to see. And more than anything, I think that people just need to be a bit more conscious about how they feel when they see something or when they consume a piece of content and then like dig a little bit deeper into why you might be feeling like that. Because I think that you need to do a lot of self-work to get to, to, I guess the point I've done a fuck ton of self-work in the last couple of years. And I'm, it's not been an easy point to get to where I am now, but and I, I wouldn't say I regret going through all those things because I learned lessons, but I do wish that I knew at all the end of this that uncomplicating it is the answer. Literally. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's 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 the real tea, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the You don't need to be keto or gluten-free or dairy-free or, you know, unless you have intolerances, that is, you know, I'm not saying that you – you know if you are celiac then I'm not saying eat gluten um but I'm just saying I think that so many of us just want we live in this world where everything's instant we have Netflix we can download a podcast at the click of our fingers and we're not patient enough and we just want something now and when you decide you want something you want it now and I think that not many people are used to seeing the work behind what someone has achieved so if you come onto my social media you might wrongly see like, yeah, I do have visible abs sometimes and I do have a good relationship with food, but you're not seeing the work that has gone into getting to that point. And I don't think people are also interested in knowing about the work. They just want to know how they can get that in 10 days. Yeah. Can I buy that on Amazon, please? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm uh, aware that we probably should be wrapping up shortly, but one thing I do want to ask is about your Prosecco and Pilates events. They look so (laughs) fucking cool. Oh, my gosh. But also, why did you partner those two peas? Okay, so before I was certified in Pilates, so I've been teaching group fitness and kind of in that space for I think about 12 years now but I started out very much in like the Les Mills higher impact like body attack kind of um, space and then oh actually sorry I've been qualified in bar for about 10 years and I was teaching a lot of bar but I think that Pilates was just the thing that was always missing because Pilates when you train to become a Pilates instructor it is the training is incredible you learn so much about anatomy and physiology and muscles and the body and how everything works and I really wanted that grounding and I think that now the way that my personal teaching style is is everything is based around mat work pilates and then I build it out then I'll add like some bar things and I'll add some dumbbells and I'll add a little bit of cardio here and there and just but everything's kind of formulated and based off pilates and there's a reason because it works and it is you know it's very very good for your body so I actually remember my girlfriend, Sammy Rose, was over one afternoon and we were having a chat about the future and I was like, so I think I'm going to enroll in my Pilates instructor training because I really want to host an event called Prosecco and Pilates, which also is my initials, PP, Phoebe Parsons. I've always had a thing about it. I went through a phase when I was in my PR jobs where I wanted to open like PP public relations like everything's always been PP I love a bit of alliteration and I had previously been doing before I rebranded the podcast I was doing live podcast shows and what I loved the most about those shows was the community that it would bring and I loved seeing people coming by themselves like I did a show in I think it was 2020 2021 or something and a girl flew from Tasmania by herself just to come to this show that was like a 45 minute like 
Oh anyway, God. hats off to that queen because that is dedication. And I was like, there is so much more to this community and I wanted to give them something like a, a space and an activity that was like fit-ish. So like my ideal weekend activity would be doing something that incorporates a bit of socialization, a bit of fitness and like incorporating that together. So like I love on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, I love going for a walk with a friend and having a wine at the end and then walking back. Like that to me is just like the ultimate afternoon or activity. And I was like, there's got to be people out there who are like me as well. So I was like, I'm going to become certified in Pilates and then I'm going to host an event called Prosecco and Pilates because I think that there is just such a need for that now. And two years after I got qualified, I finally pulled my finger out and actually organized the first event and it was phenomenal. We had, I think there was like 60 people who came to the event. There was not a drop of neutral in sight. Everyone was wearing beautiful colors. I bought everyone like pink mats and it was this like amazing event and it was so much fun. And I just, I'm trying to do them monthly, but I'm just, if anyone listening knows any venues who'd want to host these, like, please hit me up and let me know because I'm dying to do more. Would love to get to the Gold Coast to do one there. Oh, please. But, yes. But I just think it's, there's such a need for that stuff now. And when you put on an event and people are paying money for it, you want to give them something they can't experience when they listen to your podcast weekly, that's not going to cost them any money. And I just wanted to kind of provide that safe environment where people could come, whether it was in a group or whether it was by themselves and they had the opportunity to kind of interact with a bunch of women and men who are like them as well. Yes. Oh, live events are literally the most amazing thing you'll ever do in your entire Monday. life. They're like just... if you ever have the opportunity to go to one, please, 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 please. Do you have, yeah. and when is, when is your next one? Are you thinking about a date? Well, I'm really trying to do one around the Eras tour because I'm going to the Eras tour and I was <gasps> like, I need to do a Taylor Swift Eras Prosecco and Pilates event, but I can't find a motherfucking gunyu. Um, watch this space, potentially have one, but I would love, love, love to do them monthly I truly oh truly would because I just think there's so much power in that community and in bringing people together and actually giving them like a really meaningful afternoon yeah and I'm gonna do a shameless promo if anyone has any tickets for the Eras tour please send them to me because <laughs> I have literally gone through fucking hell to try and find some tickets uh oh. and they're not there in any of the I've releases. I literally said to my friend who I'm going with this morning, I was like, I wonder how much money we could make if we sold our tickets and our I would, flight and our I would give a fucking kidney. I would literally, <laughs> like, I have no limit at this point. Uh, no. But that's okay. We're, we're manifesting good energy. Not that I'm very spiritual, but I'll become spiritual for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, but... Other than that, I'm so excited. And to those who are listening, please, if you have the opportunity to go to a Prosecco and Pilates event, oh my gosh, I'm I'm fiending for it. So whenever it comes to the GC or even if I can get myself to Brizzy, I will. It sounds amazing. You'll be the first to know. Thank you. And I will not be wearing <laughs> neutrals. Absolutely no fucking chance. I mean, you can wear neutrals if you want to. I'm I'm seriously not shit-chatting neutrals. I am. If you're a neutral girly, <laughs> be a neutral girly, but only if you are inherently a neutral girly exactly yeah that that's it i'm only being sarcastic <laughs> what what she said for sure uh, <laughs> no but before we love and leave you uh is there anything else that you want to leave our beautiful listeners with should we find you at the fittish podcast is that probably the best place yes yes okay fabulous fabulous so. well that concludes us how are you feeling 
I'm feeling so good. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. It was honestly a blessing. And to those who are listening, please go and check out all of Phoebe's stuff. It'll all be in the show notes. So please send her some love. And in the meantime, if you haven't done something for yourself, please do. You fucking deserve it. Go get some, you know, Prosecco or a at-home Pilates class on and uh, enjoy yourself. And we'll see you guys in another episode. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.